Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We begin once again another season of Advent. A season by which we hear the call of the Gospel, by which we are reminded by the Church to, to wake up, to open our eyes, to be ready, and to be prepared. And when we get to this season of Advent, things tend to get busy in our lives between now and Christmas. And Advent, while it does look towards Christmas, if you're paying attention to the readings, you'll find out that the first looking forward to Christmas doesn't occur until the last Sunday in Advent. So then we should ask ourselves, well then why do we have these other Sundays? What are we waiting for? What are we looking for? And today's Gospel passage makes it clear that Advent is also a season by which the followers of Jesus prepare for His return again, for the Second Coming. And so Advent's really a season where we remember not only the first Advent as we celebrate, celebrate Christmas, but we look for the second Advent when Jesus returns again. And he tells us that when that day comes, the signs will be there. Everyone will see as Jesus returns with power and great glory. And he calls us then at that time to stand up to lift your heads because your redemption is drawing near. That as followers of Jesus, we long for his return. We should be excited about his return. We should be praying daily that today is the day. May He return and may we be ready. And that second part about being ready is something that I think the church needs reminder over and over again. Because while we're called to have an expectant heart, while we're called to anticipate that today is the day, what tends to happen is the more years it takes for Him to return, the more years the church thinks we've got. So because it's already been 2,000 years, we've probably got at least 2,000 years, nothing to worry about. But then we miss the point, and that's the caution that Jesus gives, is He says, well, be careful, or your hearts will get weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the anxiety of life, and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. That as life goes on, doesn't it happen for, for most of us that the things going on in our life now overwhelm us? And thinking about something that may come some point down the road, we may not have time today to think about that and we go through our, through our busy life. And especially during this season, we start Advent and it's almost like by the time you blink twice, everything is snowballed at 100 miles an hour and Christmas is here. 
and we lose track and lose the benefit of this time that we have. To slow down and to say each day, am I ready for the Lord's return? And the good news is, the only thing you have to be responsible for is yourself. It doesn't say, well, make sure your neighbor is ready and judge them. But am I ready for the Lord's return? Or will that day catch me unexpectedly? And as we look then at this time of repentance during Advent, a time to wake up, to return to the Lord, as we look daily and say, well, am I ready? One of the things that, that's usually a good test in our lives is if we were to say, today at 2 p.m., Jesus returns. Do you say, well, I need to do these 12 things, and could we have 24 hours? Could we have 8 more hours? Then those tend to be the things in our life that we need to address now. Because we've put off, and then when the day comes, we'd say, just a minute, Jesus. I'm glad you're here, but go to somebody else's house first while I do this. Those are the things that we need to ask the Holy Spirit in our lives every day to help us cast aside. That was the prayer at the opening colic. May we cast aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And that's an active process by which we cooperate with the grace of God in our lives. Which necessitates then that we look at our lives and say, well, how am I doing? How am I doing on this journey with Jesus? And when you ask that question, the temptation, which we're not going to do, but the temptation is to find somebody who you think you've got one more leg up on than they do and compare your life to them and say, oh, well, compared to my neighbor Bob, I'm like a saint, that wretched guy. And then we feel all great about ourselves and get ourselves off the hook, but we've missed the way we're supposed to measure our life. We're using the wrong measuring rod. Because the only question you need to ask that I need to ask is how does my life look like Jesus? That's the standard and that's the measuring rod. And again, not to be discouraging because we look and we say, well, most of the time I don't look like Jesus. Um, we don't need to get discouraged about that. What we do need to recognize is during this season especially, if we were to say each day, what parts of my life don't look like Jesus? Those are the things of darkness that we need to cast off and replace them with the armor of Christ's light in those places in our lives. And we can start to ask, well, how would our families, our workplaces, our schools the world, our communities, how does everything look different if those things of darkness were cast off and replaced with the light of Christ? And day by day then, we're called to call upon the Holy Spirit to show us those things and also to empower us to do the work of casting them off. But it's the Spirit's work that shows us those things. It's the Spirit's work that does the heavy lifting of helping us change and transform and cast them off and sanctify us and transform us into the image of Jesus. But we also are part of this journey. It's not like we just sit with our feet up in the recliner chair and say, well, if the Holy Spirit wants it changed, the Spirit better just do it. Well, 
that's an approach we could take. Um, could God zap us all from on high and everything in our life is instantly transformed to the perfection of the image of Jesus? Yes, and I pray that that would happen. But I haven't been so lucky yet. I still have things that we've got to work on. And so use this time during this Advent season so that when Jesus returns again, as he says, be ready, be watchful, that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Because it's a given that Jesus will return again. And then at that moment, all the living and the dead will be judged and be judged either by accepting what God has done for us in Jesus as we are made righteous in Him and set free, or we get to stand before God and try to justify ourselves. And I don't know about you, but that sounds scary. And that's a life by which we say, uh, maybe, hopefully by the end, I can have half an ounce more good things than bad things, and, and maybe the teetering scale will, will topple in my favor by just enough to keep God happy. The thought of trying it that way doesn't seem appealing to me. And I know I could never lob enough stuff on the scale. What we can do is look with confidence at Jesus' coming because we know it's a joyful thing. We know that we've been set free. We know the love of God. So Jesus returning again shouldn't be terrifying or scary. It should be the thing we're longing for as followers of Jesus for the ushering in the fulfillment of God's kingdom, for dwelling in that place with God in perfection for all eternity. With longing hearts, we should be begging God each day, let today be the day. Come, Lord Jesus. Your people are ready. So we have this season before us where we give thanks to God for what Jesus has done, the new life that's made possible in Christ, and we long for his return. And I pray that each of us will allow the Holy Spirit to show us those places in our lives that need transformation. And we often don't want to look there because we don't like what we find. But knowing a loving God will walk with you through the journey. And let us cast aside all the works of the darkness, so that day by day, little by little, my life and yours might reflect the image of Christ. And if urgently we think he's returning, then urgently we need to leave this place and invite others to come and receive. To come and receive love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. So that they too are prepared on the day of the Lord's return. We know that gift. We know that love. And then it's our responsibility, we've been charged by Jesus, to go and tell others that they might come and receive. May these four weeks of Advent be a blessing to us as we examine our hearts and our lives, that the Spirit might lead us to be prepared, longing for the day of Christ's return. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for your sacrifice on our behalf. We pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to change and transform our lives. May we be drawn into your presence and changed into your image and likeness. And with longing hearts, your people cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. Do 
your work in us that you might find us ready for your return. And Jesus, we ask this in your precious and holy name. Amen.